Welcome to TB Community. I am Elliot Shibley, and here with me today, and as always, is the indefatigable Robert DeMello. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, all right, guys. So, <laughs> you want to you tell people what that means? I can. We just learned this word, and we're it's, it's quite descriptive of Bob. Uh, it is persisting tirelessly. It's that simple. <laughs> It's such a such a nice word. Um, all right. So before we get into the podcast, we're going to go through our partnerships. Uh, Mini Man of Memories. We've been partnering them with with them for quite a bit of time now. Essentially, a blog platform for people who want to share their stories but don't really have the platform of their own to do it. You sign up for with their program, become a passenger, and write as many of your own travel stories as you'd like. Who knows if you put your travel story on their website. We may contact you to be a guest on our podcast. We do that quite often. So the next person or the next company we have is Global Travel. This company is super cool. So they help we, people. We just learned about them. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So they're, they're helping people succeed in becoming independent travel agents. There are incredible perks for signing up. It can be a great way to save money and even earn supplemental income while you're traveling around. For example, you can earn up to 70% off on travel expenses like hotels, and cruises and can make money by making commission through their bookings to, to check them out. You can go through the link in our bio, same with mini event of memories. Um, and then lastly, travel by locals, just picture it's Airbnb for travel guides. They provide a website so you can reach out to real locals who spend their free time hosting local tours. Very cool. Uh, and if you like listening to us, you enjoy the sound of our voices and you're into the guests that we interview Think about uh, signing up for our Patreon page, maybe giving us a dollar a month. It helps. We spend a lot of time on the podcast and uh, it can go a long way. So we'd really appreciate that consideration. And if you want something tangible and also want to support us, we do have merchandise that I have designed on TeePublic and a few other sites. It's on our affiliates and merchandise page. But we have some pretty cool shirts uh, and sweatshirts and mugs and laptop covers. There, there's a bunch of stuff out there. I have to say, I bought the hoodie and I love it. It's super soft. It's a really nice hoodie. And I do like the emblem, um, the, yeah. you know, the, the way you did, made that logo. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. One of the few things. But yeah, you did good. Yeah, thank you. I try. Well, our guest today travels the world in search of, in her words, change makers. And our conversation focused on how and why she got started, where she intends to take her project, and shared some pretty touching stories and gave us a little bit more hope for where the world is going. With us this morning was Angel, the creator of Bloom Stories. Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Angel, welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Bob and I are very much looking forward to our conversation with you today. You are the founder of Bloom Stories, and we actually discovered you through Instagram. And just to kind of recap before we get into the main portion of the show, Bloom is a storytelling project that was, from your words, born from a love of traveling and telling stories of people changing our world. So welcome, and why don't we get into how you got into Bloom and why you created it? 
Hi, so I'm very happy to be with you today. And um, so basically, I started my project Bloom about three years ago. And for all this time, I've been backpacking around the world to meet people making a difference. So I'm basically looking for ordinary people doing extraordinary things to make the world a better place, either in a social or environmental way. And I tell their stories with photography and video um, on social media. And whenever they need help, I also do my best to help them the, way, the best I can so that they can keep doing all the amazing things that they are doing. And so how was this sparked? Were you in a country on holiday and you like encountered somebody that was doing something great and that snowballed into you wanting to seek out other people doing that? So not at all. Um, basically what happened was that I was, so I was living in Barcelona before and I was back in Barcelona and I, I could never stop hearing all these terrible news uh, about all the things that are going wrong in the world, you know, about uh, all those catastrophes and social issues and environmental issues. And it was really hitting my mind, like every day, every day, nonstop, just hearing terrible news and only negative things. And I started to think there must be good people on this planet that are actually doing good things, but we never hear about them. So I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna take my bag, my passport, my camera, and I'm gonna go explore the world and see if there are some amazing people out there who are doing some good things to make the world better, you know? And I just left, I just left with a one-way ticket to Thailand <laughs> with no plan, no contact, no itinerary, no nothing. And I didn't know how long I was going to stay there. And I thought I would, you know, maybe go around for one or two months. And I happened to stay one year <laughs> traveling around Asia to look for the hidden heroes of the world. Wow. So you, you knew you had ambition, you knew you wanted to do it, and you wanted to start immediately, and you mm -hmm. just were just going to wing it and figure it out on the way. Yes, exactly. So I left and I had absolutely no plans. To be honest with you, for the first uh, weeks, I didn't really know exactly what I was going to do. I had my camera and I was trying some stuff. I actually haven't, I, I never done a photography or video before. So first I was trying to understand my camera and go around and play with it. And then I quite quickly uh, started to meet amazing people. And I thought, okay, this is it. I have to tell their stories because they are too amazing to have their stories untold. That's so cool. So, all right, so where did you fly to in Thailand? on your, your very first flight? So I flew to Bangkok and I traveled around Thailand a little bit. And then I went to Indonesia. And after Indonesia, I went to Singapore and then Vietnam and Philippines, Cambodia, Philippines again. Uh, then I went to um, back to Thailand actually. I mean, and then to Nepal, India, Bhutan, Sri Lanka. 
Uh, I've done a lot of trips back and forth because, you know, actually while I was traveling, I kept uh, meeting all these people who were telling me, oh, you know what, I just came back from uh, Cambodia and I met this amazing person and you, you should really meet him, you know. And then, so the next day I was in the flight to go to Cambodia. You know, so I, there was absolutely no plan. And according to what people were telling me, I would just travel around to, to find these people. So um, if I give you my itinerary, it's a big mess because I kept uh, traveling around. That's, it's so cool. But uh, Bob, you cannot handle that. <laughs> that was making me anxious just thinking about it, <laughs> traveling like that. I'm, I'm a very strict planner, but... Um, <laughs> So meeting these people, you didn't do any research, it sounds like. So you were given the information on these people and what they were doing by word of mouth as you were traveling? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what would be a typical conversation that would lead you to someone that you wanted to video and record and share with your your project? Well, Well, every time I go somewhere, beginning in the plane, I start talking with the... Uh, how do you call the flight attendants? And I just start talking with them about my project. And from there I get some clues and maybe some contacts sometimes. And then when I land at the airport, I start talking with the cleaning lady at the airport and the taxi drivers outside the airport and the waiters in the restaurant or people working in the hotels. I just start talking with everybody about about what I'm looking for. So I go around and basically say, hi, do you know anyone who you think is amazing and doing something good for your community or, you know, for the planet or someone that you really admire and think that is doing something, uh, you know, uh, amazing that is worth sharing and then either people would tell me like not at all I don't know anyone or people just would start <laughs> um, taking me from one place to another so for example I would meet someone one day in Nepal who would tell me oh, I don't know anyone but you could go and talk with my mom because I think she knows someone and then they would give me the address of the mom and then I would knock at the mom's door and say hi I just met your daughter at the airport uh, she told me that you might know someone blah, blah 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 and then I would explain my project and then this woman would tell me I don't know anyone but my neighbor I think she knows someone but she's right now at the fish market so if you go to the fish market you'll find her and then I would go to the fish market and say hey I've met your neighbor that knows someone <laughs> and you know I would just like go around and look for people this way and it always works everywhere I go I always meet amazing people thanks to all these people on the way who are just uh, you know guiding me to them <laughs> that's, that's phenomenal uh, did you in over the last actually before I get into that question, how long have you been doing and working on the Bloom Project? So I started collecting stories about three years ago, um, but I started publishing them only a year ago. Okay. Uh, because I, it took me a little while to figure out what I wanted to do with this project. If I wanted to, you know, publish more on social media or do a long documentary, I didn't really know. Um, but yeah, I started searching for these people about uh, three years ago. Yes. Okay. And in your searches, did you find specific uh, fields like a waitress or a flight attendant to have like the best information on locals? Mm, 
no, I have to say it's always completely by coincidence. Sometimes it's crazy how I end up finding these people. It's just, uh, uh, you know, one day I was just, uh, I had met a doctor on the plane uh, going from uh, Sri Lanka to uh, Nepal. And this doctor met with me the next day in a cafe because he wanted to help me. And there was a girl seated at, at another table across the room and she was listening to our conversation. And she came to us and she said, hey, I've been listening to what you're saying, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I know someone that I think you would be really interesting for your project. And if you... Uh, if you let me, I would love to give him to give you his number. And thanks to this woman who was just listening from the other side of the room, I've met this amazing man in Nepal that really, I'm so grateful that this woman was having her coffee at the same time than us because this man is amazing. And I, I met him completely by coincidence, you know, so there is no rule. And sometimes I even go to countries where I can't find anyone. You know, there are some countries where it's hard for me to, to you know, because I don't do any research. Yeah, it's just a matter of chance, you know. It's like either I meet the right people or I just spend all my time searching. And this has happened sometimes. How do you communicate with these people? How many languages do you speak? Uh, I speak... Um, I speak four languages and I'm learning Portuguese now. So soon, hopefully I'll speak five. But on these travels, I, I only speak uh, in English. I mean, every time I go somewhere in the plane, I, I learn some words uh, in the local language uh, just to, you know, <laughs> have a way to communicate a little bit with people. But no, I mainly only in English. And English has gotten you a pretty good fortune? But so far, Asia? yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so far, yes. I mean, sometimes it's a bit uh, complicated, but I always find people um, around who can help. For example, I've met this man in Indonesia uh, who is absolutely amazing, and but he almost doesn't speak English. So um, his wife, who is from Norway, she was always around to translate and help us uh, understand each other because only him and me it was impossible you know <laughs> so uh, you always have people around who are helping so can we take a few steps back because I'm really curious curious about this person that you met in Nepal mm -hmm. so what ended up happening with that so um, so this lady in this cafe she gave me his phone number I called him and he invited me to his home to have tea which is very common in Nepal, you always have tea. Um, and I met this man in his house and it happened that this man, his name is Dawa, he's welcoming in his home 29 orphan kids, um, either orphan or abandoned kids, because this is uh, very common in, in Nepal, but also many other countries, but uh, many kids are just abandoned, especially girls. Uh, many couples don't want to have girls, so when they do have a girl, they just abandon or sometimes even kill them. Uh, and then they 
you know, try again and to have boys. And also because of the big earthquake that happened recently in Nepal, so many kids were suddenly orphans. And so this man is welcoming in his home 29 orphan kids and taking care of them like if they were his kids. So he's sending them to school. He's, uh, you know, paying for their education, their clothes, their food, uh, their all their activities and everything they need to grow and have a better life. And before Dawa could help them, they were all in the streets, you know, like he even found some babies in the trash. He finds uh, little kids on the border of the road who are completely alone. And he's uh, welcoming as many kids as possible. And he himself uh, was an orphan. He lost his parents and he was uh, sold when he was a kid and he, he was a slave at eight years old. And he had like a terrible, terrible childhood, terrible beginning of life, let's say. And uh, he doesn't know how to speak, uh, sorry, how to read, how to write still now, because of course he didn't go to school as he was a slave. And now he's 58 years old. He just turned uh, 58 last week and he's helping as many kids as possible who are right now in the same situation than him when he was a kid and doing everything he can to give them a better life. Actually, the oldest kid uh, of his house, of the, in his home, just flew to the US uh, about one month ago to start university in California. Wow. Uh, Yes, and, and this kid a few years ago was just in the street alone and, you know, completely abandoned. And thanks to Dawa, all these children have the hope to have a better future. And uh, so I just went there to, for a tea and I stayed one month <laughs> in the house with the children and, and Dawa. That's an amazing story. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, well, how did your, how did your background bring you to where you are today because your photography and videography it sounded like you just kind of learned on the way and you're traveling you didn't do any of the research which I think actually has really helped your project because had you done the research you would have found someone that people would have already known about Mm -hmm. Exactly. All these people I'm telling you about, on, I mean, Dawa, for example, all these people I'm meeting, they don't exist on internet. They don't even have internet. Like, how can they share what they are doing? They, they don't exist on online, let's say. So, I, yeah, I don't really want to do any research before I go somewhere. I prefer to just go and ask the locals because they know better. And... Did in your? I assume you went to university. Yes. So I, uh, yes. So I went to university. I did uh, many different things, but I think that, well, to give you a, a quick um, background, I studied communication and marketing. Didn't learn much with this, <laughs> I have to say. And then I did an art school in Paris and then a master's degree in Barcelona in design and art direction. But I would say that what inspired me the most was probably my childhood. <laughs> so I grew up in the south of France, uh, in Provence. With, um, I, I grew up in a rose garden, 
basically. Both my parents are gardeners and my mom is, uh, she's a rose collector. So she collects old and botanical roses uh, for the past 45 years now. And I grew up with my parents always sharing their values uh, with me about protecting the environment and taking care of our planet and caring about others and people who are less lucky than we are. So I guess that this was already like a little seed in me <laughs> from my childhood of, you know, um, you know, doing my best to, to do good around me, you know? And then I would say that with my experiences, uh, uh, meeting people and traveling and, you know, seeing everything that is happening right now in the world, I just can't do nothing, you know, like I, I just have this feeling inside me that tells me that I, I just want to do my best to, you know, make the world a better place if I can, you know, and my way of doing it is by shining a light on stories of people who are doing amazing things. Well, I think sharing these amazing things is a way of making the world a better place because you don't know who you're going to inspire um, as, as they read and, and see the people that you're sharing. So what, it seems like a majority of the countries you spent your time in is, was in Asia. Mm-hmm. So, what, go ahead. Yeah, so far, so far it was, I've been a lot to Asia. I have to say there is no logic to that. I just looked at the prices of uh, the flights and I, I chose Asia because it was easy and, you know, and not too expensive because of course I, I'm not paid to do what I'm doing. So I can't travel around the most expensive countries in the world. So also because, you know, I've always been very curious about, about Asia and before Barcelona, I was living in the Philippines. So I had a a little bit of an idea about uh, the Philippines already, but I wanted to explore more. But I have to say there is absolutely no logic to my uh, destinations. This this summer I was in Namibia, just because why not? And, um, you know, and this um, winter I'm planning to travel around South Pacific, just because there is no... You know, I'm just going with the weed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds awesome. So can you tell us some other stories of people that you've met in? So did you meet anybody in Namibia? Uh, yes, I've met, I've met some people in Namibia, but um, it was a bit more complicated than I thought in Namibia because I... Um, I've heard, for example, about an amazing woman who is uh, cooking food every weekend for all the poor families, um, I mean, underprivileged families that are in the area where she lives. And I really wanted to meet her, but she needed the authorization of her husband and he didn't agree. So we were in the same village and I knew about her and she knew about me, but her husband didn't want us to meet. So, and I couldn't, I really couldn't do anything about it. I tried, but you know, I, I couldn't push it. So I, I couldn't meet her. Um, I've heard also about an, a man who is um, a baker and he's um, giving bread to 
often kids, there are so many orphan children in the Namibia and he's giving bread to orphan children uh, in his village. Uh, so that they can at least have something to eat every day. And with the profit he makes from selling bread to other customers, he's actually paying for their school, for their education. So with this money, he's, I think he's helping 100 children uh, to go to school uh, from the profit he makes from his bakery. So um, I wanted to meet him, but again, uh, it was just bad timing when I was there in his area. Uh, he was away with his family, like 3000 kilometers away. So it was absolutely impossible to meet him. <laughs> and I had a plane after that. So I couldn't, I couldn't just stay and wait for him. He was away for two weeks, so I couldn't do much. But I've heard about many people. I've, I've met also a team in Namibia who is protecting the last white rhinoceros uh, of Namibia. Uh, so these, these people are just de dedicating their life to preserve and protect these beautiful endangered animals. Um, but uh, again, when I was there, they were on a mission that was absolutely secret in the bush, in the savannah, and I couldn't follow them. I couldn't be with them. They couldn't uh, talk with me about what they were doing because it was, uh, I mean, it was to stay, um, to protect their missions and so that nobody is aware of what they are doing because there are many poachers that are trying to know where they are so that they can find the rhinoceros and kill them for their, uh, how do you the call horn. it? Yes, so it was very secret and so they couldn't share information with me. I couldn't see them, I couldn't film them, I couldn't photograph them. So again, uh, I, I couldn't, I, this is a story I'm telling you but I, I, that I will not be able to share because I have no material. From this I stayed with them and I know them but I cannot share the story. Have you ever thought about trying to get a job at like National Geographic or something? <laughs> well no not really you know I'm very happy <laughs> I'm very happy doing what I'm doing right now um, I just uh, no I don't know for now you know my, my only goal my only mission is to keep uh, meeting all these people around the world and eventually have like an atlas of change makers around the world who could inspire the rest of the world to think about uh, what difference we can make at home where we are with what we have uh, and I, I'm, I'm really hoping I can do this as long as I can. You mentioned that you're not getting paid to do this so no. you've traveled quite a bit and you've lived out of various homes with other people. How are you able to finance yourself? So in between my trips, I'm not traveling nonstop. I'm, okay. I'm in between my trips when I'm back home, I work for different companies on like very um, temporary missions, let's say. So <laughs> it's very uh, sad to say, but uh, I'm always finding ways to work hard on the short period of time so that I can leave again quickly and uh, you know and earn enough money so that I can pay for my next plane ticket and then travel again and then when I'm out of money I'm back <laughs> <laughs> so so yes yeah, so for example uh, right now I've been working uh, for different companies um, where I live so now I live in Lisbon I live in Portugal and so I work for different companies there and now I'm ready to go again 
and <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. So where are you going next? So um, actually, I so now I just came back from Morocco. I was just in Morocco where I captured very amazing, inspiring, beautiful stories that I will share soon. Uh, and um, next month, I'm going to South Pacific. So again, I have no plan, no itinerary. I just know that I want to go uh, maybe, maybe not around uh, Vanuatu and Fiji and Solomon Islands, so far in the South Pacific. Uh, I might go to Timor also in Indonesia. Uh, maybe do a quick stop by Bali. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I just know that I will be away for a few months. And then again, I will just uh, trust my, my little star that is shining above my head and always guiding me to the right places to meet the right people. So is, can I ask, is that little star your, your inner child that wants to help the world? <laughs> Yes, exactly. No, but you know, actually my dad is always telling me that, uh, that I'm so lucky and that I, I always have like a lucky star above my head that is uh, guiding me to the right places, meeting the right people. And actually with the time, I'm, I think he's right. I'm, I have to say, I, I don't know. I always go somewhere trusting that somehow, somewhere I will meet someone uh, inspiring and I always, I always do. So I guess the world is more fields than with good people than we think. That's really good to hear because the news is very depressing at times. And at most times. Yeah, I know. Seems like that's that's what makes the news. You know, these these feel good stories, I guess, tend to take a backseat to the drama for some reason, and not as good ratings. Yeah. So it's well, good to know that there's good people all over the world. <clears throat> Have you ever felt unsafe or have you ever worried that someone was going to take advantage of the good that you're trying to do and mm. not necessarily lead you to someone who was doing and making a positive impact on the community, but someone that wanted to harm you? No, this never happened, but um, how can I say? Uh, well, I've had very bad adventures on my trips, but that are not related to, to these stories. Like just like, you know, people following me in the street or people harassing me or, uh, you know, motorbikes, accidents, or like tons of things have happened to me. But related to these stories, um, I would say that I really trust my instinct. So when I meet people, if I feel that something is a tiny bit off, that something is doesn't seem right even though I cannot really tell put the finger on what I just don't go you know okay. like sometimes like it happened to me sometimes that I, I've met uh, people who are doing amazing things but I I don't have this connection from heart to heart you know I don't know how to explain but sometimes I can feel that they are doing good for another reason than just doing good um, people who just want to have uh, who to be famous or people who wants to pay less, less taxes <laughs> you know like this have right. happened this happened yeah. a lot you know or like people who are trying yeah to, to make money 
on the back of you know their NGOs or whatever they are doing. And in this case, I just say like, thank you. I hope you're gonna keep doing great things, but I'm out. You know. Yeah. So you're looking for the people that are, are completely selfless and doing it yes. in the kindness of their own hearts. Do, are, now, are you taking anybody with you when you travel or are you going solo? No, no, I'm always solo. Okay. Always. <laughs> yeah. Always. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always, uh, I'm all, I mean, sometimes, you know, if I have a friend or two uh, in the same country, we maybe share a few days together. But other than that, I'm always alone because I don't... Uh, you know, I feel like that being alone really helps me to uh, to have better connections with the people I'm meeting and better experiences. And it's, it's I just feel better being alone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I can't really explain, but it, it just feels more. I understand, yeah. yeah. Now, which country do you think you've had, you've met the, I don't wanna call them the best people, but the people who are doing the most uh, selfless acts um. mm, well I don't think there is any country where there are more or less uh, change makers I would say it's a matter of luck also because you know as I never look for them it just it depends on uh, what's happening but I would say that in the Philippines I've met so many people, so many people doing amazing things. Uh, maybe you've, you've seen already, but uh, I've met this man um, called Joel, who is helping thousands of children to go to school by giving them bicycles so that they can go back to school because uh, in the Philippines, there are so many children who are don't have access to education because they live too far away and it's just too exhausting for them to go to school every day. And so this man is helping thousands of children to go back to school and stay there as long as possible. I've met also another man in the Philippines who uh, he, he's living on a small island where there are 107 species of butterflies that only exist on his island and they are disappearing. So this man did, decided to dedicate his life to protect these butterflies and do everything he can to keep them alive. Uh, and he created this amazing uh, butterfly sanctuary for them and thanks to him the whole island is again populated with all these butterflies that were almost instinct. Um, I've met another man also in the Philippines who is taking kids out of the street and teaching them how to box. He is himself, a, um, he was a boxing champion. Is it Manny so Pacquiao? <laughs> yeah, and so he's teaching all these little kids how to box and he's making them like little champions so that they can live from uh, being boxers and, uh, you know, and, uh, and earn money and give back to their family and help their community. So, yeah, I, I say so cool. in, the, in the Philippines, so many people in the Philippines. I guess I could go back tomorrow and again, I would keep meeting new people because yeah. they are at every corner of the street. Hmm. <laughs> Over the last three years, how many people do you think you've met? that have, in, as part of your stories? Uh, I would say uh, that actually there are not so many because every time I meet someone, I stay quite a long time with them. Uh, so I would say maybe 25 change makers, something like this. Okay. With each person, 
which it, with each person I meet, I stay in between two weeks to one month to really take the time to document and see what they are doing in their daily lives and show the impact of their actions. And, you know, you can't do this in one day or two. So, and also, you know, to get to know them deeply and to create a, a real connection, it takes time. And so, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time with them. And do you still keep in touch with most of them in some way or form? Ah, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Okay. All of them, all of them. We are constantly in touch. Sometimes it's more difficult with uh, some than others because they don't always have phones or they don't have internet or, you know, so sometimes it requires a bit of, uh, of uh, organization. <laughs> I watched one of your videos on your, I think it was your Facebook or your Instagram where you're communicating with a couple they looked like they were from Southeast Asia, maybe somewhere. And it was the first time they've ever used Skype, they said. Yes. yes. Yeah. So this, this is the butterfly guy. This okay. is the butterfly oh, guy okay. in the Philippines. So actually this time, uh, this was very interesting. Yeah, so because he doesn't have a phone, he doesn't have internet, he doesn't have uh, anything. And so I to be in touch with them, uh, with him and his wife, I had to call hotels like resorts all around the island saying hey i would really love to be in touch with a friend of mine who lives up in the mountain uh in butterfly sanctuary but there is no way for me to contact him would you agree to welcome them in your hotel and let them use your computer or something so that we can be in touch and we can talk over skype or something and eventually one hotel was uh, was uh, the people were very very nice and they said yeah of course like uh, it's totally fine they can come in anytime and use our computer so that you can talk together and so that's the video that you've seen and so that's why they were very confused about this Skype thing and they were very like happy to be able to talk in live like this it was completely new for them they were that's they were very cute <laughs> that's wild <laughs> yeah that's really cool. <laughs> So, so can you take us through the, like the format of your platform? So you're creating videos, um, mm -hmm. I know you kind of like narrate over them and you'll show you're recording these people. So the guy, you know, that's doing this butterfly sanctuary, you're following him around with your videos and you're, you're taking pictures and what, what's essentially your goal for like your content that you're, that you're putting out there. So I have to say, I'm not going to lie. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> um, what I would like to do is to publish mini, mini stories in videos uh, on, on Instagram, on Facebook, eventually on YouTube. What I would like to do also is to start taking my audience with me on, with, you know, taking my camera and just showing the whole process of finding these people. Because I've been aware lately that many people are asking me, how do I meet these people? And, you know, how it happens uh, behind the stories that I'm telling. So actually now in South uh, Pacific, I will start uh, telling the whole stories, story, you know, like from the moment I step in the plane to the moment I meet these people, uh, everything that is happening. Um, so I'm planning to, to create like kind of vlogs so that uh, yeah. people can like, just follow the whole process. And of course I want to keep sharing photography. And uh, I mean, my goal would be to just create 
uh, a, a whole community, you know, between all these people who I'm meeting, who are making the world a better place, and the people who are following this project and who wants to be inspired by them, or eventually who wants to help, because many people who are following my project really want to help them. Um, so I'd like to create a platform where they can be in touch and they can uh, just um, uh, talk in a very free way about, you know, on one side, what do the people need to be helped? And on the other side, what other people are uh, capable of doing for them, yeah. you know? And yeah. I'm really excited to see that, like the whole process, because you I know you've talked about it with us, but uh, your videos really highlight the people and now being able to see you going through from landing to talking to the guy, to the doctor on the plane and finding the connection to the girl listening to your conversation in the cafe and then finding Dewa in Nepal, it would just be really cool. I think the Instagram story feature is almost perfect for that too. You know, I, I've seen other travelers that we follow online do it that way where they're just like, you know, they have the phone and they're taking like a selfie video like, hey, you know, I just got to the airport and uh, my flight's delayed, but I heard about this person at this location and I'm going to go and I'm going to see them. And I think that's a cool way to essentially you're creating this online story that you, we, all of your followers can 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 watch in real time. Yes, I think it would be very nice to just let people join the adventure from the very beginning, you know, and not only mm -hmm. show the results. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, well, then those people that watch the entire process, by the time you release that end video that, that summarizes your entire experience, they'll be able to know, you know, the behind the scenes and all the work that you put into it and all the traveling that went into creating that video and meeting that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool no, idea. I... I I really want to do this. And so I'm going to start now when I'm going to South Pacific. So hopefully I can do a good job at it. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Have you thought about going to like South America or anything like that? Uh, yes, actually, that was my initial plan. Um, I'm not too sure I can travel on my own with so much material, uh, like all my cameras and, you know, lenses and computer and all that it's kind of uh, scaring me for now mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not too sure but i mean i'm sure there are tons of yeah, there are many countries in south america that are completely safe but i'm not there yet i'm not there yeah. yet like i i'm not too sure if i was only doing my project with my iphone for example or a small camera i i would be totally fine but i have a very big camera big lenses and you know a lot of uh camera gear right. and all yeah. that and I'm a, I'm a tiny bit scared for now <laughs> so, well southeast asia is notorious for incredibly nice people overly nice people they're they're very happy uh it's a very happy and nice area of the world and yeah i mean it's not even just south america you walking through the united states with that type of equipment yeah 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 you know it, it, it's yeah and you know, actually, it makes me very sad for now uh, that I haven't found yet a way to go there feeling completely safe because I've heard so many stories in South America of amazing people doing great things. And I, I, I have to say, like, I really want to go there. I really wish I could go there like tomorrow because it seems 
I've never been there, and I, it, the, those countries seems amazing and yeah. very unique. And you know, I, you know, back here in Europe, I've, I have also many friends who are from, you know, Argentina or Costa Rica or Brazil, different Peru, so many amazing countries. And when they they tell me about where they are from and all the people uh, doing amazing things there, I, I just really, really want to go. But I guess. Uh, I would need to be more prepared than what I'm doing now. Let's say I would need to be more organized and maybe have like an itinerary and plan and you know to make sure everything goes well. Because yeah, travel within those countries is pretty hard too. I don't maybe not Brazil, but I know getting around in Peru and Argentina, they just don't have the infrastructure um, that you'll yeah. find. And everything's not quite as close as together as Southeast Asia is. Right, right. Yeah, you're you're traveling for quite a bit of time to get from one city to another and yeah. yeah. But I actually I think that in South Pacific this winter it will be uh even worse because I'm going to I'm going to go to places where there there is absolutely nothing. Like uh, like in Vanuatu for example, uh it, I mean this place ha still has cannibals all around the forest. So, and there are like, there is no proper airport and there is no like infrastructure or anything. So I don't even know if I'm gonna have internet to upload content. Uh, so we'll see how it goes, but I think it's gonna be quite wild, let's say. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, with this story feature, you can, if you just send it to that, to your phone, your phone will hold it. And then once you do get service, you just like click the button and they'll all just get sent there. Yes, that, that's what I'm, I'm hoping that this yeah. will work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we've talked about your people being able to follow you through the whole process. Uh, for people that are inspired by what you're doing and want to do more themselves, are they able to participate in your project? Or do you recommend that they try to find and do something similar in their own community? Um, well, there is, there is different aspect to this. Um, I always encourage people to, to look in on their, in their own garden first, if I can say, like, I think that each one of us, where we are, uh, we are surrounded by people who would need help, you know, but sometimes we don't see them because they are right here where we are. Uh, you know, many times we think that to make a difference, we need to fly to the other side of the world and raise a lot of money and do this and do that. But, you know, where we are, there is always uh, a lot to do already. So I'm always trying to uh, encourage people to, you know, open their eyes and open their world where they are to see what they can, what they can do with what they have. Uh, because I think it's, if each one of us was um, making a difference, even a small one, like just planting little seeds of change where they are, it would make such a big difference for the whole world. So this is one thing. And then I, uh, I, also, um, I also receive a lot of um, messages from people who are asking me how can they help the different change makers that I'm uh, I'm meeting. So in this case, uh, depending on who uh, I'm, who I'm meeting, there are some people uh, who actually need help. So for some of them, I create crowdfunding campaigns so that uh, 
uh, they can um, so that we can support these people and so that they can keep doing what they are doing. Uh, for example, the butterfly guy that I was telling you about before, his name is Dante. Uh, last year, there is a typhoon that uh, crossed over the island where he lives and his whole project was completely destroyed in a few hours. So the whole butterfly garden that was 400 square meters just disappeared like this. And this winter I raised money for him and so many people were so happy to help so that he could rebuild his garden. And now it's, it works. In three days, I raised enough money so that he could rebuild his garden and now it's open again and anyone wow. can go and visit his garden. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about doing a crowdfunding uh, for yourself to help fund some of your travels so you can highlight more people? Yes, I've, I mean, many people have told me about it, but I, I don't feel comfortable with okay. it. I, you know, all these people who I'm meeting, they need so much more help than I do that I prefer my audience, my community, if they want to help, I prefer them to give them to give them their money rather to, than me, you know? Okay. I can always find ways to travel around, even if it's uh, hard, I'm not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. Uh, I'm basically emptying my bank accounts every time I'm traveling somewhere and using everything I have. Um, but these people they deserve so much more to be helped than me. And I, I don't think I would feel good and I would sleep well at night if I was receiving money from my community. I don't want to do this. But obviously, I need to find a way at some point to have support because I cannot do this uh, my whole life. So far, it works, but you know, at some point, it won't work anymore. So I need to find a way to to uh, monetize this project, but not with the help of my audience. That's okay. for sure. Okay. Mm. So where, where do you see um, Bloom Stories going in the future? Ooh. I don't know. Um, well, I, I actually, I don't really, I don't really have uh, big plans. I'm just hoping, you know, I'm just hoping I have a very simple dream is just to meet as many change makers as possible and show their stories to as many people as possible. So, so that, uh, you know, the world can, have hope, receive hope from their stories, from their stories and get inspired and, and think about how can, which each one of us can make a difference to make the world a better place, you know? And that's my only goal. I, I just want people to have hope again, that's it. And, and believe that small actions um, can actually have an impact. If this, if people around me, uh, around me in, in this project, uh, can uh, believe in this and really uh, believe in the power of individual actions, then my my goal is reached. You know, everything else is just bonus. <laughs> like, you, of course, of course, I would like to, I would like my project to grow and be bigger and have uh, better quality uh, videos and you know maybe have people travel with me so that they can. Uh, follow me and on my adventures and so that we can have more content all together uh, you know uh, and 
have more money so that I can help these change makers more. But this is just bonus. We'll, we'll see. We'll see in the future. Have you seen the documentary on Netflix called Tales by Light? No. No. It's it's an interesting one. It, it Orlando Bloom is part of it, and they essentially just travel to different countries. They go to Bangladesh, and they find people who are in less fortunate situations around the world and they kind of highlight um, the struggles that they're going through. And it just seems like something that, that would be interesting too. And it seems like that, that format would be awesome for what you're doing. Some sort of series where you can just see all of these people that you highlight around the world, especially as you continue to travel. I, I love it. I love it. And that's why I reached out to you. You know, that's why we're talking to you now. I think it's such a cool thing that you're doing. Um, and I'm so happy that, that I actually got to sit down and hear it in, through your own words. Because when I came across your page and I started watching your videos, I was, I was blown away. I was like, this is such an incredible thing for someone to do, to just leave their country and travel the world and purely off of curiosity for people who are doing good things. You're not traveling to these countries because you know you're, you want to be a tourist and you want to go to see these whatever attractions they may be. You're seeking the best in humanity as you travel. And that's sort of your ambition for even you know going in the first place. And so it's, it was really inspiring and really just kind of blew me away. And I love it. <laughs> I think it's such a cool thing that you're doing. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Hopefully, yes, I, I think, you know, when I'm looking at all these uh, shows and series about uh, uh, on, that exist on Netflix and stuff like that, I'm always, of course, I'm thinking, wow, it would be nice if one day I can have, you know, a team that would go with me and, and follow the, the whole adventure and that I'm not alone because, you know, sometimes it's hard to, uh, you know, uh, search for these people and film and do photography and find the right yeah. words to tell their stories. Sometimes I wish I, I had a team with me, uh, which is not the case now, but uh, hopefully in the future we can be more and we can have more cameras and film more. And eventually if one day we could uh, have a, I mean, do like um, a series of videos and of longer yeah. portraits of these change makers, I would be the happiest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think persistence and uh, consistency are key. That's what Elliot yes. and I always say <laughs> yes. yes. as we continue exactly. to do this podcast. I mean, as long as you continue to do what you do, um, people are going to follow along because it's, it's amazing. It's really cool. And people like these, these types of stories and people like learning about these people. So I think as long as you're doing it, people are going to follow you and your following is only going to get bigger um, over time. So hopefully we'll see. (laughs) One thing I wanted to ask is these, the people you've been meeting have made an impact on the communities, but you spend two to four weeks with them. Do Mm -hmm. they impact you? Do they, have they made a significant change in your life? Oh, yes, of course, of course, of course. Honestly, spending so much time with such amazing uh, people is, uh, it's a gift from life, you know, it's just, um, they are so inspiring. And just listening to all the stories that they're sharing with me every day and seeing what they are doing and seeing their their philosophy and their perception of uh, life and uh, it's just uh, uh, it, it's the best um, school of life, I would say. Is um, with each 
people I'm meeting, I'm learning so much. Uh, actually, this is something that is interesting because all these people, they don't know each other, but I can see so many uh, common points with each one of them, you know, and, they, you know, they are living in different countries and speaking different languages and have different religions and age and, you know, backgrounds, everything, but they all have this fire in their heart that is burning of, of, doing their best to make the world a better place. And it's just so beautiful to watch. And it, I'm so grateful that I get to spend so much time with them. Uh, it's amazing. And, and of course, they are, they are changing me uh, because uh, they are just teaching me so much about humanity and about compassion and about, you know, altruism, everything. The, uh, for you see, for example, this when I was spending time with Dawa, this man in Nepal who is uh, taking care of these twenty-nine orphan kids. After spending one month with him, is you just have this strong feeling inside of you that no matter what, we are all brothers and sisters all around the world. You know, it's just when you see when you spend. Uh, a whole month in this house, in this home of love, full of love, full of kids who are coming from completely different parts of the countries, who have lived completely different stories. Uh, and, and you see the love and connection that they have all together. You, you cannot, uh, I mean, I, I, there is no word to explain. It's just pure love and happiness and <laughs> it just makes you give so much hope in humanity and really makes you uh, gives you this strong feeling that we are all brothers and sisters and no matter what no matter the religion the age the country the political uh, sides or whatever we need to take care of each other it's a necessity it's it's not just like a uh, you know, trendy, blah, 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 thing. No, no, it's a necessity. We need to take care of each other. Yeah. If I've, if I've learned anything through our conversation today is that you shared that same fire with all of the people you've met. Because otherwise you wouldn't have met them. Otherwise you wouldn't have drained your bank account each time you tried to go find these people and share their stories. Well... I'm doing my best, you know. <laughs> You're doing a, an incredible, an incredible job. Yeah. Thank you. And, and going off of what you said, that seems to be one of the most common themes that I hear um, from people who travel. It's that as you go to all visit new countries and you meet the people who live there and, you know, you get an idea of their daily lives and, and the things that they uh, hope to seek through their own lives. It's all the same, regardless of country, regardless of political background, religion, age, we're all trying to do the same thing. We're all just trying to make the best of our own lives, have happy, uh, healthy families. And it's, we're, we're more That's alike it. than we are different. Yeah. Always. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. And I, I, you know, I really have more hope nowadays. Uh, the more the, the time is passing by, the more I can see that uh, many people are trying their best to, to do their part, you know, where they are with what they have the best way they can. And this really makes me happy because especially now that, you know, we've seen all this movement around climate change, and all these people who are uh, 
you know, realizing all the the problems that we need to solve and all these people getting together and having hope and fighting for a better future just makes me so happy. I'm so happy. I cannot explain (laughs) it. It just makes me so happy to see that so many people are standing up to do what is, what is good for our future that yeah, hopefully uh, it will get stronger and stronger and together we can all make uh, the world a better place. One video at a time. Yes, One video at a time. We've had an awesome time talking with you. And before we let you continue the rest of your evening, um, we do want to ask where people can follow you. It's like your social media handles, your website, and anything of that like. So people, everybody can follow me on my Instagram account. It's called Bloom. Uh, bloom dot stories um, same for Facebook I also have my YouTube channel that I'm starting now <laughs> uh, called bloom and I'm creating my website now uh, that is bloom underscore no not underscore what, what's the yeah. name of the one the, or hyphen the, yeah the little one the one in the middle hyphen <laughs> Is it? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bloom, this one, stories.com. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and hopefully I will have, um, I will start my, my YouTube channel this winter. And I hope you guys will like the new stories coming. I am sure we will. We've liked everything thus far. <laughs> yes. Very excited to follow along with you as you go back to Southeast Asia. Um, what, we'll stay in touch. Yeah. I'm, I'm really yes. looking forward to, to your success. Yes. Thank you so much. I really want to stay in touch with you too. And hopefully you will like what's coming. <laughs> Thank, you, well. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming on. Thank you. <laughs> well, that wraps up our show for today. I'm really eager to see her new behind the scenes stories and really keen to see how Bloom Stories evolves over the next coming months to even years. Yeah. Like I said in the, on the podcast, she, her platform blew me away. It's such a cool concept, one that you don't really see enough of. And I knew as soon as I saw it that I had to reach out to her and I'm really glad we did. That was such a cool conversation. That was. Yeah. She's very ambitious and she's just completely selfless. I mean, her motivation is just backed by her own desire to share share and do good in the world yeah just purely because she thinks they deserve more attention than they're getting and um it's very admirable it is well give us a rating if you like the show follow us on social media and reach out to us if you have some preferences on topics places or people that you think would be great fit for our podcast and you know thank you for listening and tune in next week Mm -hmm.